that's why I started embracing my body. I think it was like the MySpace days where I first mm-hmm. took unclothed picture. I remember I was wearing like these boxer shorts that were like cheetah print and I had like this big furry hat. <laughs> I think right I now. might have put like whipped cream on my oh. I don't know. It was like a ridiculous picture, but it was like one of my favorites. It was probably like yeah. the first picture I remember taking without like a shirt or anything on it. I just like, I don't know, I just got into it then. What's up everybody and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by a special guest, Mr. Brandon Lee. Brandon, tell the people about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Brandon Lee. I'm a writer, actor, YouTuber. I have a YouTube channel called Sexpertise. I just published my first book, Virgin Porn Star Volume 1. And yeah, I'm a man of many talents, and I love entertaining people. Awesome. So you have a very interesting um, release coming out. You have a, a book coming out um, that documents some of your, uh, your experiences um, that we're definitely going to talk about. We're going to dig into that. Um, yeah. But I want to go back to before you were the 19-year-old version. I want to talk about the beginning of Mr. Brandon. Okay. okay. So what do you remember um, was your first uh, um, encounter with your sexuality? Okay, I always say this story. I was three. I Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. I would watch it day in and day out. I love that movie, but I was in love with Gaston. Mm. So like, I was upset she ended up with the Beast. I was like, Gaston is way more attractive and hotter. And I just remember that scene where he like ripped his shirt open. He has, like, his big, like, chest out, and I feel like that's definitely when I knew I was gay. So I would say when I was three years old watching Beauty and the Beast, and I feel like that's still my type. I want a guest star. <laughs> three, watch it, watch it, Beauty and the Beast. That was a great, that was actually a, a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Um, so at three, of course, you don't have language for, like, what that is. You just know that you like this character um when you were going through school did you date like boys and girls or did you um or or neither I will say like in preschool I used to like play house with a boy I remember and like I would be the wife and he'd be like the husband and I remember like I think people started like teasing him about it and then he just like stopped and then like it never happened I remember being so devastated and sad about that because I like loved playing house together mm-hmm. but honestly when it comes to dating I never dated until later in life I never had a boyfriend until I was 26 but I'd been on dates and stuff I guess the first like somewhat dating situation I had was in high school I was in 11th grade there was like a guy that was a year younger than me I think we met on the track team I only did track for like one season in high school because I'm not athletic but Mm -hmm. I like weightlifting and working out but I'm just not like a sports type of person but I did track because my friends did track and like 
there was this guy that was a year younger than me and he was kind of like more of the aggressor to like us starting to hang out. I was pretty much like the only openly gay kid in school. I came out when I was 15 and everyone in school, I was gay. Like there weren't really many out people and I was definitely very flamboyant and not ashamed of my sexuality. So like I was very out there and everyone knew me as like the gay kid in school. And this guy was just younger than me and he just started like messaging me. We started chatting and then we started hanging out and then he'd like come over weekly and we'd like do like, I guess stuff that you would consider dating, just like ordering food, watching movies, listening to music, watching YouTube. But like we weren't official. So I don't ever count that as like my first relationship because I only counted there's an official title. So I didn't officially have my first boyfriend until I was 26 almost 27 but that was my only real like somewhat dating-esque encounter in high school otherwise I had to wait until college to actually start like dating regularly and being more free to be my openly gay self because I'm from a small town in Pennsylvania so I went to college in Boston so it wasn't until I got to move to like a city a major city where I actually got to feel feel like free and be around other openly gay people and actually like fully embrace my sexuality in terms of just being able to do whatever I want and be free yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense and I think a lot of people share that experience of being able to like fully embrace themselves once you get around other people who kind of make you you find that community right like you find other people who are similar to you um how was it when you came out when you were 15? Um, was that like to your parents or did you come out to like a friend first or um, how, how was that? I feel like I started coming out to like random people at first, like online, just people I talk to because I feel like it's so much easier when it's like someone you're not as close to and it's just very much like breaking the ice where it's just like, okay, I don't have to worry about someone not liking me or like any backlash because I'm coming out to people that aren't like, a major part of my life but it was actually pretty I mean it's pretty obvious that I'm gay everyone's always really new since like my voice and just like I've always been very feminine and flamboyant so it wasn't really like a secret but I came up to my parents when I was 16 so that it wasn't like a bad experience it just was like it was obvious as like my mom's just like <laughs> we like know he's gay but like my dad actually <laughs> surprised but like nothing bad happened I wasn't like kicked out or disowned or anything I'm an only child so like my parents I'm all they have. It's like all or nothing like you take exactly. it or leave it <laughs> what yeah, you have so this I, kid or no kids <laughs> pretty much I'm just grateful like I didn't have like a very negative experience but yeah. I mean it wasn't like always like an easy experience like I've dealt with like homophobia and like negative comments from my parents and whatnot but it wasn't like a terrible coming out story and I'm definitely grateful for that and I'm also grateful like being a black gay person I wasn't raised with religion because I know a lot of people have to deal with like a religious family and that backlash and conservativeness and thankfully I wasn't raised in a religious household and my parents aren't really religious so I never had that barrier to deal with yeah that that's and that's important I think for you because you know I've I've always pretty much looked like a tomboy to some extent right and so I think people weren't shocked when I was gay either it was just kind of like okay you know we got it and I think you it sounds like you had a very similar experience but I think people still be just because you don't have that challenge 
there are other challenges. Um, and, you know, you alluded to like, you know, your voice and kind of your mannerisms being, you know, more uh, feminine and things like that. What were some of the, um, the challenges that you face with having those, like what people consider obvious signs of, um, you know, he has to be gay because, you know, of this, or he has to be gay because of that, right? What are some of the challenges that come along with that? Um, you know, whether it's preconceived notions about who you might be and, you know, all of the things that people just put on you because of all of that. Well, I feel like I've dealt with being bullied and like teased for my voice my entire life. I mean, it doesn't face me now because I'm in my 30s, but I felt like growing up, I'd always be scared to just like talk in front of the class or be scared to like raise my hand if I know the answer. But I was always very smart and like good at school, but I just like, I feel like teachers would think like, I had some teachers, I pretty much assumed like I didn't know the answer or like that I didn't know what was happening because I wasn't like participating, but I like no one follow along, but I just was very quiet and reserved because I just had to be like afraid of speaking because people were so like me about my voice my entire life. But it wasn't until like eighth grade where I finally got over that. And then, cause I had to be paired with this girl and she was like very like, I guess a bitch in a lesser sense, but like everyone hated her, but like, I am very grateful for her in the fact that she like pushed me to like be comfortable speaking in front of the class. And then I just got over that fear of being afraid of using my voice and talking. So I just got over it. I don't care what people feel about my voice or making fun of it or whatnot. Like there's nothing anyone can say about my voice now that I haven't heard already. Like, yeah. Um, what, you are also, uh, you know, you also have a, um, you know, body positivity and you're very much, you know, have a comfortability with yourself um, that people aspire to have. Um, where does that come from, from you? And when was the first time you kind of shared like a picture of you with <laughs> no clothes on? I did grow up bullied and teased for my body. I have always had man boobs and I was bullied for them as a child. And then now it's become like my biggest feature that people embrace and love the most. And I love my chest too. Like it's definitely my favorite body part, but I did grow up bullied and teased for it. I was a chubby kid growing up. I was bullied for that. And I felt like the big change started when I the summer before I started high school, my parents basically forced me to like join the Y and start working out. But I'm gratefully grateful for that because I got into like routine and dedication and it really did like help. It was probably like the first thing I've ever really had to be like dedicated to. And like, cause I know like people grow up in like sports and extracurricular activities and that helps them like with routine yeah. and like dedication. So like getting into the gym was my first time where I actually was like, okay I have to stick with this I have to make a routine and it's like I basically was on my own after like that first initial consultation so like it was just like working out on my own and just doing just getting into it and embracing working out and embracing loving it and I was like 14 when I first joined the gym so then the weight pretty much came off pretty quickly it was like the summer before I started high school so like it was like as soon as I started high school I basically felt like I was like a new person like I was like out I was like my body's different. It's kind of like people like that I even went to like middle school with the entire time. It's like they acted like they don't remember anything before high school because it's like I was a different person like back then. But 
that's when I started embracing my body. I think it was like the MySpace days where I first mm-hmm. saw my unclothed picture. I remember I was wearing like these boxer shorts that were like cheetah print and I had like this big furry hat. <laughs> I think right I now. might have put like <laughs> whipped cream on my oh. I don't know. It was like a ridiculous picture, but it was like one of my favorites. It was probably like yeah. the first picture I remember taking without like a shirt or anything on it I just like I don't know I just got into it then it was back in the MySpace days and I wasn't even on MySpace for that long because I felt like I joined it right the year before Facebook started taking over so like I only was on MySpace for like a year and so like it's gotten to Facebook and then it just branched out into all other forms of social media but I just I don't know I guess it is weird when people do say body positivity and people like I get a lot of compliments for that but I always just feel like I to me it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything like brave or revolutionary because it's like I love my body I love how I look so it's not like a big deal like to take a picture without clothes on but I guess a lot of people do have that fear and I guess since I got over my body fears early in life so I just was it just it's different to me I guess I'm not aware yeah. I don't feel like a body positivity like role model but I guess I am in a way yeah no it, it is I think um what I'll say is I think we all have gifts and you know when when something's a gift it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel unnatural and I think that's a gift of yours is just like embracing all of who you are as a person embracing the fullness of who you are and there are a lot of people who aspire to have that um so I'm I'm grateful that you don't have that fear and that you share so openly and that it's your gift you know that it's a part of uh what makes you up so naturally right I think there's things about all of us that we have that come to us naturally that are just like I'm not afraid of public speaking like I I public speak you know all the time and I think but that's like the number one fear of people which I think is crazy because I'm like you know (laughs) it's just speaking right but we know that's the number one fear of most people um so I think we all have gifts and I think that's just a gift of yours and so you are absolutely doing something that is uh amazing and helping a lot of people so I'm just glad that you don't see it as like this like (laughs) heroic thing but it absolutely is I guess I do it so often it just is not like (laughs) it just doesn't feel like I'm doing anything like special but I did just get like messages like this week when people say like body positivity like I love your body positivity I'm just like thank you but I was like okay I'm just taking like a show picture I guess it's like even in like the gay world people are so used to seeing like shirtless men or like naked men it's like when your body isn't I guess a twink or like a six-pack I guess it is still like rare to see that we we got to do better <laughs> um okay so let's talk about virgin porn star so yes. documenting experiences so awesome. yes uh available on amazon nice that's a really sleek cover yeah i, like I wanted the matte color cover and i picked this picture as a photograph taken by my friend z sheng lang he's a photographer in boston but we took it when i was in college but since the book takes place during my college years i just wanted to make sure the picture was like from that time period mm-hmm. and this is one of my favorite pictures and i thought it'd be great for like a book cover and yeah I it's pretty it. cool it almost looks like um a, like a magazine or like one of those um those uh 
what do you call them like couture books that you put on like a like your night like your table for like decor yeah it's like a coffee it's table like, book. yeah I love it it's a it's nice, nice size it's under 200 pages so it's not gonna be like a super long read so definitely yeah. get your copy today yeah you said on Amazon so I'll put the yes. I'll put the link in um in in the, the, the podcast at, at the bottom um so Virgin porn star, you're documenting your, is this your sexual experiences from when you were a 19 year old virgin? Yes, the book, it starts where I started my blog. So I began my blog, Virgin Porn Star in 2010. It started as my Tumblr and I still blog about my dating sex life. It's just something I've never given up doing. And now I just feel like the book is just a way to keep those older posts alive and just give them like new life to new audiences of people that may not like I don't think anyone's ever gonna go scroll back like 11 years to like the beginning or 12 years now to like the beginning of the vlogs I feel like you can just buy the book and you get to learn about me from the beginning of who I was and it definitely was a cathartic experience just going back and reading all those old posts from over a decade ago where I was a 19 year old virgin in college like figuring out life this was like life before grinder before online dating like it was definitely different. it's just crazy to even think like I was in college like a decade ago like it's been that long (laughs) (laughs) right trust me I have the same feeling (laughs) yeah but it was just a great experience like there were some stories that were harder than others to like go back and reread and have to like edit and proof free but it was just very much like it just all took me back to like those moments of my life and everything I experienced during that first year of my blog like it picks up I started my blog in November 2010 and the book goes through December 2011 so it is over a year of my life and there's so much that happens within that year where I am 19 and then the book ends where I'm just turned 21. What made you want to start documenting your experiences? I felt like my favorite blogs like growing up or like reading before were about people's dating and sex lives because I felt like no matter your age, race, gender, orientation, socioeconomic status, background, like we all date, we all love, we all hook up, we are looking for that connection and like we all like no matter what you can like relate to people about <laughs> their dating yeah. experiences and like where they come from and like what we have to go through and just like even just relate with other people about how terrible like men are and how dating men can be just like all those bad experiences it's just like it's been probably the easiest way to connect with other people like making friends like with other women or like gay men it's like we all have like boy problems I figured like <laughs> that's what I want to share and what I want to discuss and it's not just all about sex, but it's just like all my thoughts and feelings and experiences about like everything I go through. I think like my blog is kind of like a public diary. So it's just like a lot of just things I go through, but it is mainly centered around like dating and sexual experiences, but also everything that ties off of that. Like there's also posts about friendships and jobs. Cause I had like this traveling internship in college where I was like miserable having like work and live with the same four people for like four months and like I was the only one under 21 I was the only gay one like it was just that disconnect but I was like grateful I got to like travel the country and see like so many different places like I'd never been to before and see different experiences so I 
looking back, I'm grateful for the experiences, but when I was living through it, I was like miserable. That's definitely like, <laughs> captured a lot in the book, but it's just like being in college, being black and gay, being embracing online dating for the first time and having all that like back and forth, like, do I want to do this? I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Then also that internal like struggle that I feel like I've always dealt with is like, do you want to be a slut or do you want to be in love and live happily ever after? And I feel like that's <laughs> something a lot of people can probably relate to. I love it. <laughs> what was your first, uh, what was your first um, uh, blog entry? My first blog entry, if I go back and look, I think it was just a little background refresher. It is, oh, chapter one is what's my type? So just go into like, what type of guys I'm into and honestly I feel like even now that's still the same even when I first discovered it, like men I've always had like my type has always been big and beefy guys so maybe that also is probably why body positivity is easy for me because I've never really been into guys that are like the conventional like twink or what gays I guess usually are advertised as as like perfect body like I like a big beefy like man like uh rugby player an offensive lineman like that as like my body's <laughs> like like I'm not into like a supermodel or like I've never been into like skinny guys so yeah yeah that's what I like what what's one of the craziest uh stories that you wrote about there's a lot of them I'm definitely gonna do like a live reading soon I had people vote for which chapter I should live read and the one that won was don't wake the horny beast and that's about my first threesome experience so that'll be exciting to write about but honestly probably the hardest one to like relive was when I got kicked out of a party for the first time I think it's like the only time I kicked out of a party but it was like very dramatic I had like this girl I had a class with invited us all to her birthday and then like I'm the only one from our group. We were all in the same group in my TV production class. And like, I'm the one that went, but like, I did not get the memo. It was like supposed to be a classy party because I should have been like club attire. And then she was like really good friends with like my arch nemesis in college. I just had this like other gay guy at school who like has hated me since like freshman orientation. And I felt like the reason he just never liked me is because like, he probably came from his school thinking he's like the most flamboyant gay and like everyone knows him and like he gets all the attention for being gay but then like you come to college and there's other people that also were the most flamboyant gays in their school and I just was more interesting more appealing more attractive and got way more attention than he did and I feel like he always was resentful and bitter for it and then yeah he just made sure I got kicked out of that party yeah and I also uh, was a drunk mess but <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with it <laughs> exactly I don't think it was that drunk I can remember a lot yeah even <laughs> so how has um how has like dating and boy problems changed for you since that time because I imagine you probably hadn't read some of that stuff since when you wrote it and now like you know 2022 uh or 2021 probably when you were developing it like going back and reading some of it was it like wow some things were like still the same and some things were like wow I have come such a long way from like that exactly I feel like a lot of stuff I feel like I still feel the same way and like I was just surprised like going back and rereading it I was talking about things like 
polyamory and open relationships. I was like, oh, wow, over a decade ago, like, that was still so popular. Because I feel like now, like, it's always that people are talking about, like, open and poly relationships and, like, how prevalent they are. And, like, now I feel like they are, like, the new normal, especially in, like, the queer community. But it was just surprising, like, going back then, like, over a decade ago, like, wow, like, this was still, like, a topic and things that people were talking about and like I still had like thoughts and feelings about them but I feel like probably the biggest change has been like I was so scared of online dating at first and like so skeptical and be like I don't want to do this I don't like this I don't want to and then now it's like I've only met both I've only been into relationships like officially and they all started online like pretty much most of my relationships and encounters have been online like I met like hundreds of guys I met online. It's just like crazy going back and like reading how yeah. scary it was of online dating and how it's just like so skeptical. And then now it's just like I'm like the queen of online dating. And it's like it's just <laughs> like I have no fears about it. And I'm very like a huge advocate for online dating because I feel like even now I still have people saying how like they don't want to meet someone online. They want their partner to be someone they meet organically or in person. But it's kind of feel like online dating doesn't prevent you from meeting people offline. It just gives yeah. you way more people to meet that you honestly probably wouldn't ever come in contact with otherwise. So I feel like it's a great tool to help you like meet people, get out there, make friends. Like online dating, I've gotten so many dates hookups friends even job interviews like networking like it's a great tool it's just whatever you make of it yeah for sure and yeah and in, in whatever uh energy you place on it is you know you can get good things back from it so that's awesome man um so amazon it's available virgin porn star yes buy my book today on amazon i published it exactly a month and a day ago it's been available awesome. since my second but and i you... started doing it like editing it on like january 1st that was like my new year's resolution to like publish a book <laughs> this year and i like didn't expect it to be like done so fast but yeah i did that's awesome yeah no congratulations man that's awesome that you know you were able to to um accomplish that goal you know and then get a book out there that you know I'm sure people are going to be both entertained and uh find community in because people will probably read a lot of it and be like oh my god I thought I was the only one who dealt with that <laughs> even then it's just like so much like just looking back of where I was as a young gay man in like 19 and then now that I'm 31 it's just like how so much has happened throughout the world and I guess I am grateful to have like my entire 20s documented like yeah. I have kept up with the blog so I still have posts dating all back and this is just year one so I definitely hope to turn every other year into a book as well yeah no definitely definitely so Amazon I'll definitely make sure people can uh find it find a link in the, in the bio and you know the caption to to be able to go support your book um as we get close to the end, uh, two questions. One is, if you had a theme song for your life, what would it be? Theme song for my life. I'm like a huge music person, so like it is hard to see like, wow, one song. Um, hmm. I 
I probably, my first choice probably be like, when I grow up in the Pussycat Dolls. I love that song. What, who's it by? The Pussycat Dolls. Oh, the Pussycat Dolls, dolls yeah. I want to be famous. I want to be a star. I want to be in there. I want to see I the like world. It. Drive nice cars. I want to have good <laughs> Awesome. Second question. Last question. If you had advice for someone who's going through their own queer journey, what would it be? My advice would be never give up. You, life does get better. You just have to make it through this hurdle. And you should never live your life trying to please other people. Like you only want life to live. You have to do what makes you happy. It doesn't matter about likes or views or response. Like do things because it's what you enjoy. You get joy and fulfillment from this. That's how I always prefer to like live my life. Like no matter like how many views my YouTube video gets, it's like, I'm doing it because I love doing this. I don't do it because I care about likes and views. Cause then your life will not be your own if you're only worried about what other people do or how they respond to it. I feel like, especially as an artist, it's like, all I can do is create the art and want to put it out there. So then how other people embrace it is not up to me. Like I can promote it. I can try my best to like, just try to get as many people to see it, but what they think of it and how they interpret it is not my concern as the artist. I just have to worry about moving on to the next project and what I wanna release next, because it's like, there's only so much you can do and you can't control how other people feel. So just do what you love and what makes you happy. And it doesn't matter how other people feel about it. Like other people will embrace it and other people won't like it. It's just part of life, but go for and embrace the people that do support you and appreciate you and don't worry about the ones that don't and never be afraid to cut off toxic people from your life. And that's a word. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Brandoness, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-E-S-S-S. You can also find me on Twitter at Brandoness, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-E-S-S. And I'm on TikTok, Brandoness, YouTube, Sexpertise, which is S-E-X-P-E-R-T-E-A-S-E. You can buy my book on Amazon. I have a link tree that has everything available. So you can just find all my links in one place. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. No, thank you so much for coming on, Brandon. Definitely appreciate you. All right, y'all. It's another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host. I'll catch y'all on the next one.